997,920 minutes. That's how many minutes you've listened to the crunch in in mornings, in sunsets, in in uh-huh. in memes and bowls of Captain Crunch in uh-huh. in air horns. You can do you can do so much better. <laughs> you can do so much better. In, you could be like in crunch bowls and <laughs> mail bags and weekly I don't know the tune. I don't even know the song. I'm just making this up. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 98, part two, the sequel. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. This is the second part of episode 98. This is the second episode. So I did some math. (laughs) We we did some math. (laughs) So I realized that we were kind of just based off of the calculations of the guesstimation. No, 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 no. We were based off of my guess every week. We were not based in anything. And then I started counting after we hit 80 episodes. I started actually Uh counting, but 80 episodes was a guesstimation, and turns out we were two episodes off. So this is not episode 100. This is is not hashtag crunch 100. This is either episode 100 or episode 599,600 minutes. <laughs> I'm putting That's that proof in the beginning. That's going to be our intro. Okay, good. I like that. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, so this is episode 98B, um, 98 section 2, uh, paragraph 1. Uh, hopefully, next week will be episode 98C, and then we'll have episode 100. Yeah, so what do we what – <laughs> We're what skipping we... 99. <laughs> no, we had episode 99 with Emma Fred. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so Emma Fred is officially number 99, but her episode is out. So um, Now I understand what's happening. Now I understand what's happening. So we, but this is, this is not, this is not the last thing we have to worry about, Ethan. We have to worry about something else. We have to worry about what the heck we're going to do for hashtag crunch 100. Yeah, for hashtag crunch 100. I got some good ideas on Twitter the other day, um, including but not limited to having back on all of our guests (laughs) <laughs> getting into fights with our previous <laughs> guests, like boxing matches. There's only been 16 live, guests total. Live streaming for two hours, uh, having a tournament of guests. Fight. There's lots of fighting in the mentions. I don't know what that is I don't about, understand. Why are you crun- crun- crunchers gathering Crunch for a 100, second? Crunch we 100 need... is a peaceful gathering of, of men and women of all religions, but mostly Catholic. <laughs> we, need, and... we need to sit down and um, talk about your desire to watch people fight each other. It's yeah. not healthy. <laughs> we need to come close to the microphone. Come in close. Come, come really close. Come wherever, close. wherever your speaker, wherever my voice Let's, is coming from, hey, just put your ear hey, right there. You know, I know you guys really like that talk from Jason Everett, and now I just want to talk about like the theology of the body real quick. Why do you want to fight each other so much? Why is that? <laughs> you know, Jason laid it out. We're beautiful creatures that sometimes are tempted to fight or kiss. And we need to not do those things. <laughs> sometimes both at the same time. Sometimes both. If you're married. <laughs> Hey-o. Hey-o. 22 years old, single, date. All right. Um, Patrick, guess what? What? I moved to the University of Tulsa. Wait, in you're in days. Oklahoma right now? You're in no, Texas's no, no. hat? Listen, oh. listen, I move. I moved to Tulsa in two days. You didn't even let me. Oh, I thought you you mean said listen you to the beginning of the sentence. <laughs> I am still in Kansas City, but I leave to go to Tulsa on Monday, and then I'll be wow. there for my assignment with Focus That's starting. That's insane. I know. Isn't it crazy? I've been packing all day. And also today is the day I haven't been dealing with allergies at all this summer. And today's the day that uh, the pollen lords decided to uh, <laughs> rise up against my cruel reign of I peace and, the tran- Lord of and the tranquility. Pollen. Yeah, my nose was nice and comfy up here on its facial throne. And now it's also <laughs> deposed by snot and sadness. Um but other than that, I'm doing good. I'm really excited to move. How about you? Are you moving to Oklahoma? No, actually. I'm not well, moving to South Kansas. I guess you, um, I guess you can't one-up me then. <laughs> I'm moving back to Ohio soon, and hey. I – Oh, man. I don't want to leave, man. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I had I had, I had so much fun this summer. I mean, not even I, like I, – I, I grew so much, and like I did so much good, and I – I want to come back. Like that. That's like that's been what I've been telling everyone. I'm like, gosh, I just gotta, I just gotta get through school as fast as I can, so I can just come back down here and do mission work. And I'm like, I'm having, I'm having, I'm having this like, you know, when you go on a really good retreat and like you go back mm-hmm. to your real life and you're like, I hate this. Yeah. Imagine going on a retreat for like two and a half months, 
Yeah. And then going back to your real life and being like, I hate this. <laughs> it's I mean, like, I got that with like training. I mean, it's basically the same thing. It's oh, like it's one, true. Yeah, that's know. a good point. Um, but yeah, I know I totally get what you're saying. Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm just hoping that this summer has like prepared me to live a missionary spirit on campus, mm. you know, because mm. that's like, it's hard to do because you get into this routine of not being the missionary, you know, cause like, I, I don't, I don't right. know if you've experienced this. I, maybe you have or haven't yet. It's like, you feel this like set apartness. It's like, Oh, I, I have this constant reminder to serve people. Like it's a set apart. It's a set apart in a sense of like, my job is to just make sure everyone else around me is being served. And so it's this constant awareness that I feel like I didn't have before. And I'm worried that I'm going to lose when mm. I go back to school. So I really want to keep that. Right. Cause it's really easy to, when you get back to just become self-serving again. Oh yeah. Hands down. Um, and it's, I don't know, I, and especially at Steubenville, I can't even imagine. At K-State, it's easy because it's like, oh, I'm at a public school. There's always people that need Jesus, right? And then you get to Steubenville, and it's like, how do I serve? Like, what's a concrete thing that I can do, you know? Yeah. I get that's got to be hard. You're going to have to figure that out. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks. It's great because, like, every every single um, place that I go in that, that is recently has been, I feel this, like, need to be a missionary mm. and, like, evangelize that area in and not in like a not in like a bible thumping preachery way but literally i went to a cigar shop today and like it was an awesome cigar shop they had like leather seats and like it was it was just a bunch of guys that like have owned the place for years just a bunch of guys being dudes just a bunch of dudes being bros you know what i'm saying and they're just sitting there and they they're just smoking cigars and talking about cuba because they're all from cuba and Uh um, i walked in and they're like hey you're new how you doing like you want a cigar come on down you want some coffee this is great where are you from uh, this will put some hair on your chest. And I was like, I'm so, I'm so not like you. <laughs> I, I had this really big, like, like inferiority complex of like, uh-huh. I, I, I'm like, I know how to light things on fire. Like I do know uh-huh. how to do that. But all of a sudden I was like, how does this lighter work? And then the guy was like, do you want me to help you with that? I was like, yes, please. I'm so scared of all of you. Um, Along a similar line, I had a, I had, this is not related to like needing to be a missionary. I'm sorry, this it totally interrupted your story, but I, I had to get my bed from Manhattan and bring it back to KC and I had to use those ratchet straps. Nothing makes me feel less like a man than using one of them ratchet straps. Cause it's like, how do I loop it through the thing? And then you have to release the thing and then you gotta go, oh no, oh no, now I've done it too much and I've done and all gummed it up. So like now I got to ungum it so that I can ratchet it again. And then, it, oh gosh, I just felt like an idiot. I, my aunt Mary had to help me. My aunt Mary. I have an shout aunt Mary. Out, shout, shout out, out Aunt Mary. Shout yeah. out Aunt Mary. Both shout out both of, our aunt, both of our Aunt Marys. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, carry on. Oh yeah. So um, in in this in this like just group of guys is talking about the Houston Oilers, which is what the Texans used to be called. They're like mm-hmm. really old. They know they remember that team. I was just like I can witness to these people not by just talking about Jesus, but by being present to them and by being with them in what they enjoy and like oh, yeah. becoming a, I was like, I was like, this is a community and I can be a part of it even only briefly. And like, that's a Christian enough witness. Uh, this is great. And I, I feel like I, I can, I find myself in those situations in Steubenville too, where I'm like a guest in an already established community. And like, yeah. I could, I have the option to either block out what's going on, you know, or I could just be a part of the community for a little while, make mm-hmm. an impression like remember them because i'm gonna remember those guys for a long time like maybe maybe only like a year and a half right but but an amount yeah like an amount and like i can i can pray for them and i know their names right so right shout out shout out the guys from the cigar shop shout out manny shout out guy the guy's name i think i think that ties into to the thing that i tweeted the other day about like encountering god and not ourselves Mm-hmm. and it's like are we actually like when we it's, i'm not saying that you have to be in missionary mode all the time which is super easy it's why people get annoyed with focus missionaries is sometimes they're always on and it's like can you stop trying to like missionary me like can you just be present and i think for myself knowing that i got annoyed by that with other missionaries knowing that i don't want to be that way and so it's like am i really looking to encounter this other person or am i looking to like encounter myself and like try to make myself be a good missionary and act like a good missionary or am i really just looking for god in the other person um yeah and not looking for an opportunity to talk about god to the other person right it's a very uh different yeah. s- sort of situation so 
I totally agree. We could do a whole podcast on that if we wanted to. That's true, but and we're not going to because today we're not is the going monthly to. Mailbag. Sorry, today is the monthly mailbag. So that was I have a some good news for you, Ethan. Long intro, please. The new, the new, uh, the new software that I use to record the podcast. We don't even need uh-huh. to edit in the phone calls. We can just you can just play them, and they'll record into the show. I can play them on my computer. Yes, and my software no. will record them into the show. Yeah, that's not possible. It is I possible. just disagree. No, because can no, because there's no way for the my audio of my computer to go through the Google Hangout call. It just doesn't work. Oh wait, really? Yes. Like wait, you're how, hearing how from did my, we do it? How did we do it before? Oh, that's right. We we've always we've always just we always downloaded them and sent them to each other. So yeah. I can I can do that. Oh, um, did you not send them to me yet? No, I haven't sent them to you yet. But I figured you could read the the one that you got from text, and I can send them to you while you're reading. Oh, so that? we're doing we're doing my one first. Yes. Okay, but just this is this is some logistical stuff on the podcast that I'm keeping in because it's funny. Um, oh, no. You, we can't talk during the uh, the listening if I'm going to splice them in because sometimes we do that. Okay. Well, if I send you the audio, then it won't be a. Never mind. We'll talk about it. later. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, go well, ahead and read well, off welcome that to the crunch. Okay. So <laughs> this this one this one comes from Joseph. Shout out Joseph. Uh, subject monthly mailbag. Hey guys, I really appreciate your podcast and what you guys are doing. I just graduated high school and have decided to take a gap year to work for Net Ministries in Ireland. So since both of you chose to be missionaries, my question for you guys is, do you have any advice on how to prepare both spiritually and physically for a year of being a missionary? Any tips or advice would be great. Thanks, guys. So I want to handle, I, w- I want to tackle physically first. Yeah, I think physical. we have to get <laughs> because you come to the right place, let me if tell you, you what. If you want to know how to thinking, get shredded. Yeah, if you want to know about some boys that know how to work out and lift weights and be strong and big and healthy as far as their physical uh, aspect goes, pick the guys that have sugary cereal as like the logo for their podcast because that this is the place to be. Have you ever welcome? Heard of, have you ever heard of Power Thirst, the Menergy drink? The, remember that that YouTube? No, video? no, I haven't heard of that. Oh, I'm gonna splice it in right here, and All it's right, gonna cool. be it's gonna be great. We um, I eat I eat raw protein flakes every morning. Um, and I just get absolutely skunked. You know what I mean? Skunked? <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of a, you got to come up with cool verbs to talk about how big you are. Um, um physically, so, I don't. So when it comes to physically, I don't know. So I'm, 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 I'm a missionary in Texas. And yes. so there's a lot, there's a lot of kids who enjoy playing soccer down here and I can't. So like, if I was going to say preparing physically, I guess prepare for kids to play sports with you because like a lot of kids relate to you more if you can play sports with them they'll they'll just like that's just what they do for fun so if you can do their things for fun then they're more likely to talk to you about other things so i guess that's that's one piece of advice i guess totally agree i was at the my the life teen uh program that i've been working with i went to the summer retreat just for a night last night and uh we played a speed ball and volleyball and all these things. And I was so sweaty and all the adult like volunteers were making fun of me. Like Ethan, you're so sweaty. Ha ha playing with high schoolers. Ha ha. But like, I wasn't out of shape. I was just sweaty, which means I was well hydrated and I could keep up with all these teens and youths. And I hopefully will be able to continue doing that when I get to a college campus, but it's important. So I'd say, if you want to be a good missionary, know how to play basketball. Um, and that's the only thing, that's the only real training you need. Like that I focus training. That was a month of just, uh, basketball. playing basketball so, all the time playing basketball yeah i think it's important and just like taking care of yourself physically like you don't want to get um like put your health in danger yeah because it's kind of like oh ethan you're sitting and eating a whole family-sized bag of cheez-its and you've gained 10 <laughs> pounds in three days um why on earth should i go and pray when you're just sitting there doing that like you kind of lose a little bit of moral authority if you let yourself go like that so uh Keep a keep an eye on it and be working on it because we should be solid, sound in mind, body, and soul. Um, That's true. I actually now yeah. that I think about it, hold on, I'm searching through my backpack for something. This is very oh, great. this is very important and related good. to the podcast. Good podcasting. Um, good, good, solid podcasting. So I have I have this thing here called the rule of life, and it's what mm. it's what it's what adore missionaries all follow. It's not it's not the uh, it's not the Benedictine rule of life. Um, 
but we we do have outward disciplines. We have inward disciplines, outward disciplines, and communal disciplines. And so and sideways disciplines and sideways disciplines and <laughs> and uh, and topsy turvy upside downsy mm-hmm. disciplines. orthogonal disciplines. <laughs> Poly <laughs> oblique <laughs> oblique angles, folks. We have we have polyhedron disciplines. Okay, so inward is basically prayer. Outward is physical, and then community disciplines. And and one of the outward disciplines is uh, do not lie in bed after rising. Oh. and go to bed in good time really? so i and i remember oh. the week or two leading up to my mission where i was like staying up until one every mo- every night and i was like i'm gonna be really bad at this and then there's mm-hmm. the other ones are eat and drink to god's glory like ethan was saying um rest and leisure well and detach from non-essentials so yeah. detaching from non-essentials is really big if you're going to be a missionary like because there, there's this there's this phrase that was thrown around a lot when I was discerning with the door that which was um 21st century missionaries, which mm. means that we you, have fill, to do fill, things. Fill of the future, 22nd <laughs> century missionary. Ba, da, da, da. Ba, um, Sorry. which means we have to we we like are gonna go to the movies and like go to restaurants with our teens and like mm-hmm. buy people mm-hmm. so so our our we have we're gonna go to two chains concerts and, we're gonna and we're just gonna blow money we're, on we're going to the vape lounge we're gonna hit the hookah bar we're doing all the things that the fun love and fun having youths of today do <laughs> and that's how we keep our bodies right you know what i mean is getting down to uh, two chains and some yeah so when vape. you're going to the hookah bar with your teens you got to make mm-hmm. sure that you have <laughs> the money to do that you know because like it's <laughs> or whatever or whatever your teens are doing mm-hmm. so you what need to budget for that do? but if you're going to the movies every weekend and it's like not missionary related like you, you should probably detach from that because it's something that's going to hinder your ability to use your your fundraised money better now right. if you're if you're doing net you're probably not gonna have to worry about that because you have a lot of accountability and like i don't right. think you're gonna have a lot of time to go to the movies anyway yeah. um but yeah like detaching from non-essentials because if you don't do that in your preparation for mission you're gonna feel like crap when you don't have the things that you want mm-hmm. um it's yeah. just it it all comes down to like human formation like are you formed well as a human do you have those virtues that you can say you can like offer up kind of like the the whole encountering god thing i'm gonna keep going back to this because it's really been affecting me lately but like, are you, when you wake up in the morning, are you saying, how can I encounter God right now? And like having the yeah. the name of Jesus on your lips is like the first thing when you wake up in the morning and then getting out of bed, because you're not going to encounter Jesus rolling over and snoozing for another 10 minutes. You're going to encounter yourself, right? Thanks Jesus, and but so, I'd rather be unconscious. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and that goes for everything. Am I encountering Jesus when I eat? Am I encountering Jesus when I could be going for a run, but instead I am going to watch, um, hell's kitchen highlights from season seven oh, patrick <laughs> that's what i did today um <laughs> it's such a good show regardless uh we got to be making good good decisions and encountering god in that human formation is all going to be yeah uh, stemming from that and then your spiritual life will all stem from that that human formation absolutely not stem from it necessarily your spiritual life stems from god's interactions with you and his, yeah but his grace initiation. builds on nature so exactly yeah, so yeah if you have further questions, just let us know because that's, I mean, yeah. So like connecting, connecting the two spiritual and physical was, um, the, the very, the very basic two things on the, in the rule of life that I, because the rule of life has like 16 points and it's like a lot of stuff all at once that you could work on and be bad at or be good at or whatever. There's two that I consider like the bookend for your day. So the two that I just mentioned waking up and like, do not lie in bed after rising and go to bed in good time. Those are very physical things. And those are like the first and the last thing you do every day. But the second thing you do and the second to last thing you do every day are spiritual. Pray. Are spiritual, exactly. So it's it's morning like, offering and an examine. Boom. Done. Hands down. Morning offering easy. and an examine. It's it's it sounds so silly and it's so easy to skip. Mm-hmm. But if you do it, it makes your entire day different. It's yes. like it, it's it's not even it's not even like waking up and going immediately to the chapel and play, praying a holy hour. It's waking up and just doing a five second, five minute morning offering and then mm-hmm. going to bed do like before you go to bed 15 minute examine like i said a couple of like a couple of months ago there's an awesome examine podcast put out by um, american magazine it's really nice it's a really good starter i only i only use it like once in a while because like i know the steps now but it really helped me like jumpstart my examine so morning offering examine ethan hit around the head boom um yeah I don't have anything else to add. I think that's all very good stuff. 
All right, let's do the let's do Emily's. Yeah, sure. Sweet. Hey, Crunchy Boys, this is Emily Larson. Um, I just returned from a trip to Europe, and something that I was very struck by was how prevalent religion is in uh, the culture, especially in Italy. Um, so I was wondering if maybe you could talk about some of the differences of how in Europe religion is so present in public spaces um, and in the lives of people, but in the U.S. it's not. Hope your summer missions are going real well. Um, for Patrick and then Ethan, I hope you are gearing up for focus. You're both in my prayers. Bye. Hey, Ethan, do you know who Emily is? Uh, Yes. You do? That's crazy. Uh, she just happens to be the person who booked that talk that you didn't get to go on. <laughs> oh, gosh darn it. We're, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm done. I'm done from the podcast. Hello, Emily. It's so good to hear from you. Um, thanks so It'll be much good. for your it's, question. Uh, it's good. It's, yeah, it's good to hear from you, Emily. <laughs> this is me, Ethan, in Kansas City. Not in Walla Walla, Washington. Not there. The, Not land, of, the land of wine and rain. I like wine country. I want to go wine country. Go. Ethan, Ethan, let's take. I want to go squash the grapes with my feet and talk to kids about Jesus. But no, I wasn't invited. Ethan, Ethan, let's go. Let's go on a on a on a wine tasting corporate retreat to Walla Walla, Holy Washington. Cow. Patrick, can we talk about how fun <laughs> it would be if we did like a ridiculous type of like a like a I don't know like a wine tour, like a wine tasting tour <laughs> around like the Napa Valley and just like took a video and I just like. <laughs> That's new. And we, we got to do both, something like that. We were both wearing like flip flops, cargo shorts, and like a shirt that was unbuttoned one too many buttons, and like visors. And <laughs> it, I just—it's a beautiful image in my mind. That'd be so funny, and it. I think I think that'd be perfect for the. If uh, you would like to see this happen, go to Patreon.com/slash/TheCrunch. Patreon.com/slash/The recently uh, almost revamped Patreon page of The Crunch. Anyway, Emily's question. I think it's a great question, regardless of your lack of inviting me to Walla Walla, Washington. <laughs> um, well, I think, I mean, it really all just stems from like uh, religion being so closely tied with the, the history of Europe, yeah. right? Um, America is not a very old nation, right? We say like, oh, this is an old building is from 1922. Like, they've got buildings from the 1200s, from the 1100s, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, my goodness, that's so long ago. That's almost a 1,000 years ago. Those buildings are still there. And so, and religion, especially Christianity and the Catholic Church, played a big part in the development of politics, military, uh, economics, technology, education, healthcare. Like, all of those things are so, so closely tied um, to religion. And yeah. so, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You come to America, it's like, what are what are we what are we tied to? A couple of dudes in powdered wigs who rode horses across the Delaware, like, cool. <laughs> I mean, but it's hard to like put that in a public square without it being kind of weird, you know? Rode horses across the Delaware. Yeah, no, that's you've never seen the crossing of the Delaware. Yeah, but George they did it. Washington? They did it in boats, Ethan. <laughs> At night in the winter, there might not have been horses involved, but you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. this, our our history is not as much tied to religion as it is to righteous individualism. And you may be, you may be thinking of a siege that happened. In, deists. You may be thinking of a siege that happened in the Netherlands during the French Revolution, where a French cavalry overtook Dutch merchant ships. Did you just Google horse horse invasions like no i listened to this on a podcast it's the only time in history that a fleet a naval fleet has been overtaken by calvary huh yeah because they rode across the frozen um frozen ocean and they frozen harbor and they took over the ships that's so cool i know isn't that awesome that's very awesome so anyway no the the crossing of the delaware did not happen on horses i think it happened on boats but you're missing the point i know i I listened to that episode where you corrected me on Evangelii Gaudium, and I just wanted to—I just wanted a chance. I just wanted a chance to get back. I'm sorry. I no, it's, it's fine. It was hilarious. It was—it was rude. Everyone, yeah. everyone in the car made fun of me. Um, Phoebe's mom was relentless. Uh, so, <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're right. It's—it's it's all about—it's all about like roots, knowing where your roots are, and America knows where its roots are. Its roots are in um, a Puritan sort of anti-iconography mm-hmm. and like is that is that what iconoclasm is 
No. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what it is. I've heard that word thrown around, a, but I don't know what it is. That's a very different thing. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I, iconoclasm was like... Are you Googling the action of attacking or assertively rejecting cherished beliefs in institutions or established values and practices. So maybe it is. Maybe it is. It's okay. like, well, I would say iconoclasm. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. It's a social belief in the importance of destroying icons and monuments. Yeah, it is. Right. So you're right. Sorry. Yeah. So I, so that, that whole idea of like uh, images of Jesus are bad and like um, images of Mary and like statues and beautiful. Like there, there, there was a huge movement in. I mean, that's what Puritanism means. Puritanism, pure, pure from what? Pure from Catholicism, essentially. Like just stripping away Boing. everything. Because because yeah. we, we talk about how the pilgrims came here seeking religious freedom. Yeah, that's kind of true. It's they true. were just trying to get away from the Pope. They were trying to no. They were trying to get away from the English Church because the English Church was too Catholic. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So they were like they were trying they they were trying to get as far away from any kind of smacking of popery as possible, mm-hmm. and so that's why they came here. And so like any that, that that's why that's why um, European Christianity is so Catholic influenced mm-hmm. is because of that tradition. Except that, for the Dutch. Except for the Dutch. The Dutch yeah. are very Protestant. The Dutch are very yeah. Except for all of the, the – there are a lot of atheists now, but it doesn't – I mean, anyway. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. so it, it, forgetting, forgetting your roots and like um, – forgetting – but even even the Puritan roots are in Catholicism if mm-hmm. you really want to stretch back your roots. Like no matter, no matter how much you want to hack away at that tree, you're always connected to the church in some sense. You know, if you're a Christian, you're connected to the church. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I guess that's, that's why we – I mean, what what kind of what kind of religious symbolism and iconography do we have in our secular world? It's like the the crosses that you sometimes see on the highway and Ten Commandments that keep getting taken down from courthouses. Like that's really all that we get in yep. uh, in in American in American Christianity. One one of our kids in youth group the other day was like, "Man, they just he." It's funny because he's like he's like thirteen and homeschooled, and he's like, "Man, they just keep taking God out of the schools." And I was like, I'm sure. I mean, he was never really there, but sure. Like, <laughs> I, I guess that means like taking under God out of the Pledge of Allegiance. I mean, yeah. yeah. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. We should be pledging allegiance to God in the first place. We should be. I always joke with my brothers about how I'm going to hang up a Vatican flag instead of an American flag at my home. And I was just like, yeah, and you can like hang it higher than the American flag. And I'm like, well, well, that's, I don't want to make my neighbors angry, but, but um, yes, <laughs> but I don't know. It's how do we, I mean, we really don't have a lot of control over that. Like in the public spaces. Yeah. How do we, we can't just most of us can't just put up a statue and have it be okay in the middle of the cul-de-sac, you know, or do a beautiful painting and hang it up in the city hall. Like it, it's, it's going to be, have to, it's the way that we reintroduce um, kind of these Catholic images and ideals and concepts and images. Did I already say images? You did. Um, images, double images into the public space is going to be a lot through social media. It's going to be a lot through, how we present ourselves online because that is kind of the public square of nowadays. Um, and also how we go about our days, you know, what are we doing? What are we saying? Are we using, are we letting our words devolve into what the public square has in America? You know, are we, are we stooping down? Or are we rising up? Yeah, and the, A the lot of it there. is about realizing that the purpose of the church, although, although it, it's, it's great and it's beautiful. The purpose of the church is not to make, beautiful paintings of jesus it's not to make canvases into images of christ it's to make human beings into images of christ so if we're taking down those icons and those statues yeah in the public square like let's make ourselves those images and those statues mm-hmm. that's what those 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 icons do should in remind the first us place. of that they yeah. exist so that we can throughout our day see them and then more closely conform ourselves to Jesus. Absolutely. And for no, no, I mean, yes, they're beautiful. And like that beauty can lead us closer to Jesus or to God, like, and have a transcendental, transcendental understanding of beauty and all these things. Um, but that's like secondary to personal repentance, which is what all church art should lead us to in yeah. one way or another, you know, <laughs> and that's where it all starts. 
is knowing that God's God and I'm not. And anything that reminds us of that is primo. So yeah, I don't know. Change your phone background. Mine's of the baptism of Jesus. Mine's uh mine's a Caravaggio. It's uh the, the call of Matthew? Or no, Levi? but I love that one. But I love it's, that it's one. Thomas. So good. It's Thomas. Oh. And, then, and then my other background is um the crucifixion. It's I listened to this whole like podcast on Caravaggio and he was like insane, but he's so cool. Have you just been getting a giant brain this summer about history? No, this has been all year, but yeah. <laughs> it has been all summer and also the months preceding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Emily, I hope that answers your question. Um, also, it's an interesting thought. Yeah. It is good to hear from you. Oh, for the first time since, <laughs> you know, you know my frustration. Hey, Ethan, I think, I think in all, in all seriousness and in all honesty, yeah. I think we need to play that one that you told me about with the flies. Hey guys. So I just wanted to know why bees only buzz when they're flying and why they don't buzz when they land. Also, is it possible to have too many devotions, like to get kind of scattered in how many devotions you have? Um, those are my questions. Please answer them. Bye. For those devoted listeners, you will recognize the voice of mailman Teresa. Shout out, Teresa. Shout out, Teresa. Yet another question in the monthly mailbag. You know, some people will say, oh, it's unfair that Teresa keeps getting on the monthly mailbag. But she also writes in some pretty dang good questions. So. Yeah, like that. I mean, if if you were, if you could think of such deep and thought-provoking questions as why do bees buzz when they fly but not when they land, you too. I mean, also, it's probably because of the wings now that i think yeah, about it it definitely has to do with the wings it's definitely uh, more noise about the wings. noise is just noise is just vibration traveling through the air so if there's nothing vibrating then you're not going to hear anything oh uh, electrical engineering degree getting to not, getting to work not really just like fifth grade science class <laughs> but let's so the second part of the question can we have too many devotions yeah that's a that's um, a good that's a good question that is a good question my initial thought is no but maybe you can change my mind if you disagree. So my my initial thought was maybe. Okay. Because it depends on uh, what the devotions are. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Because Cuz yeah, go uh, you go first. Oh, oh, thank you. So so uh, I my my the, what what my what my mind immediately draws to is my fivefold scapular. So if you don't you don't know what a fivefold scapular is, it's exactly what it sounds. It's five scapulars, right? And so I I wear it every day, but I forget every day what all five of them are you know and like i i don't i don't pray with each of them on a regular basis right so i think that the problem with having quote too many devotions is that you forget what the devotions are um i think there's just they're, they're usually just parts of catholicism that just speak to you as a person more clearly and so that's what you gravitate towards and if that's something that you gravitate towards then just i mean just go, go for it. Just go like dive really deep into it. Like if, if something about the sacred heart speaks to you, something about the immaculate heart speaks to you, just have a great devotion to it. If a certain saint's life inspires you have a great devotion to them, you know? Um, but if you're called to, if you feel drawn to like several devotions, then be drawn to several devotions, you know, but don't, I guess, I guess maybe my thought is overextending yourself because you believe that like you hear about another devotion. You're like, Oh wow, that's so cool. Like there's a devotion to St. Catherine of Siena's thumb what and you just draw into it <laughs> yeah i think the temptation is to want to do a devotion because oh that'll make me holier which can be dangerous right and I, not that the desire to be holier is bad that's not what i'm saying but it's you see somebody who has a devotion to a particular thing and you see that they're holier than you and you say i want that hmm. i want that to be me i want that for my life um, and then all of a sudden you see lots of people, this is just, just kind of like, especially with a, being a missionary and being at training with 300 other missionaries, all of whom seem to have like 50 devotions going on at one time. You're just like, <laughs> your head's on a swivel. Um, just like, what's that? What do they do? You know, sacred heart, blessed mother of the flimbo, flimbo, flimbo. Like, <laughs> flimbo, flimbo, all these things. And you can't keep track of them all. And they're like, you need to read this book. You need to read this book. You need to read this book. You need to read this pamphlet, take this pamphlet, have this medal, take this medal. And these are all good things. Um, I guess I'm contradicting my initial answer, which is no, you can't have too many things because I don't think you can have too many devotions as long as you have them for the right reasons. 
Yeah. Don't have them because other people have them because other people have told you that you should do them. Devotions are a lot like ice cream. You can maybe only have three scoops. <laughs> okay. What I was saying is <laughs> you – the Lord knows what will arouse desire in your heart, right? And he's always trying to lure you in, to bring you in. He's always trying to arouse those desires in your heart so as to grow in relationship with you. And so if there are devotions in your life, kind of like what you're saying, Pat, that arouse the desire in you, you're like, oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Go for it. Don't just go for it because externally it looks attractive. Yeah. Um, does that make sense, that distinction? I guess it kind of like makes it sound like I don't want people to be holy. I don't think – I also don't think devotions are just kind of like try it, and if you like it, keep doing it kind of thing either. Like should we be so blasé about a devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus? Like no. Yeah. <laughs> um, are some devotions more powerful than others? Maybe like I feel like the rosary is is definitely proven to be, to be a really there. solid <laughs> a really solid devotion, you know. Yeah. And eh, I don't know. I'm just rambling now. I'm no, sorry. I see what you're saying. There are definitely. I think there are definitely devotions that are more powerful than others, which is why it's good to have a few, you know. And it's also I think the beauty of the multitude of devotions that exist in the church is that there's something for everyone. Right. There's so much diversity that it's like, if if something starts to bore you, you can like something else will it it, it refreshes your spirit. It's like uh-huh. I don't, we we kind of we kind of made this distinction the other day, or maybe I was talking to someone else about this. I don't know, but um, it's like you're never gonna tire of of telling telling your spouse you love them, right? But sometimes you need to tell them in a different way, you know, do something different. If you, if you go to the same restaurant every month for a date night, maybe go mini golfing and oh. it's, and you're not saying, Hey, now we're going to go mini golfing forever. This is now our new hobby. It's like, Oh, well maybe uh-huh. I'm just going to try this devotion for a little while. And like, just because it's something that I kind of want to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're like, wow, we're really good at mini golfing. Let's join a mini golfing team. <laughs> there is, <laughs> there is such a thing as seasons in prayer. Yeah, there was. I thought you were going to say there is such a thing as a mini golfing team, and I was like, "Wow, mini, that's incredible!" A mini golfing devotion. Um, there's because there's a it's time a, in my life Scottish where I was devotion. I was reading scripture like very diligently every day, um, like very intentionally. I was like on a plan and I was following it, and I was also praying the rosary very intentionally every day as well. Um, not that I don't read the Bible anymore or pray the rosary anymore. Um, but I wouldn't call them devotions as they were at that time. Mm. Right. Um, that's probably because my prayer life now is just, and I should be doing those things more regularly. Um, but there are other devotions that have kind of come up in my life or other types of prayer, things that I've been drawn to specifically, just like just the, the Eucharist and being devoted to the, to the blessed sacrament and just like sitting in the Lord's presence for just an hour and not doing anything. Love that, right? Yeah. It's crazy. I never thought I would do that before. And so there are just kind of these these seasons and these movements that you just have to follow and ride the wave and trust that the Lord is bringing you where you need to go. And at the end of the day, if you live your whole life and you've been through different seasons and you've been through you know all these different devotions, here's the thing is that you won't even have scratched the surface of what God can offer you, right? Mm. And so don't worry about truths because really what you're doing is just searching for God more and more, right? Yeah. And you're and you're just looking for him. And if you have one devotion that keeps bearing fruit year after year after year after year, stick to it. Mm. Like that's great also. Mm. It's different for everybody. It's a hard thing. I feel like I've contradicted myself multiple times, but that's – what I've just said is the best thing, and I'm going to end it there. I think I think you put something in perspective for me a little bit. It's it's not that like you pick a devotion and you stick with it forever, and it's always there. It's like there forever. It's it's something that that kind of comes and and comes and goes, and not because it's gone, but because it's like not supposed to take precedence in your life right now. And uh-huh. we don't really have a choice over when something takes precedence in your life. Like maybe if you're suffering a lot, boom, Sacred Heart devotion. Like maybe if you're struggling with. Um, struggling with scrupulosity like boom saint therese you know like bring coming in 
helping you out with some 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 mercy stuff. Uh, I, right. I saw this quote on a planner, and it was very uh, <laughs> it was very um, it was very like like one of those uh, one of those follow your own arrow sort of planner quote. You know those things, and but it it, yeah. spo- it spoke to me on like a okay um, if, if if it applied to like prayer. Uh-huh. It was sounded so much better. It was uh be patient with yourself. Nothing in nature blooms every year or blooms year round. Um Nothing in nature blooms every year. Nothing in nature we blooms. We got we got potatoes once and never again. <laughs> <laughs> nothing in nature blooms year round. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Nothing Except for does. the evergreen trees. No, those don't bloom year round. Do trees bloom? Yeah, that's when they that's when they release um those things. You know, that's when they. That's the, when they. Uh, that's when they. The tree. Uh, the tree. That's when we. Uh, that's when we get into some yeah. theology of the deceivers. theology of the body. Yeah. <laughs> theology of the conifer. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is a type of tree. I, I was researching some trees because I was like writing something that had to do with like a tree analogy, and I was like, I got to get this right. And so I like went on Lowe's.com and searched how to prune a tree. Lowe's. Yeah, I was like looking on like how to care for trees and like. I, I was using like a tree pruning metaphor and I was like, I gotta learn how to get this right. And I was like, wait, this is so cool. Like the branches are, if, if a branch is like growing out of another branch the wrong way, you got to cut it off and mm-hmm. so that the other branch can grow. Oh my gosh. So I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, trees I, are such a good metaphor. I am the vine. You're the branches. Speaking of Lowe's, I went to Home Depot the other day. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a Lowe's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm firmly on this, on the side of improving home improvement. Is that Lowe's slogan? I don't know. Um, But I brought... I was going to bring a soda with me because I felt the need and I picked a Fanta because I knew that the orange would blend in with like the logo and the cart and nobody would kick me out of the store because they would see that I had a soda in my hand because <laughs> it would blend in because it's orange. Anyway, that was That's my incredible. thought process. Um, do we have time for one more question? Yeah, sure. Okay. Nathaniel really wants his, he tweeted me again saying, that his question was past its expiration date and he needed it answered. So well, that's I good because because we we got it we got it right here. Because we got it, let's play it. Hey, Crunch Boys, this is Nathaniel calling. I'm a youth minister in British Columbia, Canada, on the west coast. I love to listen to you guys' podcast while I do my day job in construction. And I have two questions for you. First question is, what if the real extraordinary form is just the friendships that we made along the way? And the second question is, uh, do you have any experience converting a diocese or a parish uh, from maintenance to mission, getting them into that evangelization mindset and getting their priorities in order? Uh, you know what I mean. So hopefully you can talk about that a little bit. Uh, thanks for all this to you. God bless. Bye. Converting. That's what he said. The, tr- said the transcript. Yes, it said burning. <laughs> I was like, I have no experience burning parishes. Burning diocese parishes. <laughs> See you um, later, Galveston, Houston. You're done. <laughs> can we talk about how, through no effort of our own, everybody calls us Crunch Boys or Crunchy Boys? Like I, it's so nice. It makes me it, feel. I, it warm is on like the we haven't. I feel like we really have a connection with our audience. It's true. You know? We're we're like, I don't know. We're like, we're like the we're, like, we're like the blue people from Avatar. I thought you were gonna say we're like the blue people from Blue Man Group, and I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> What if we did an act where we, we just did <laughs> <laughs> we just did like bad PVC pipe look, percussion look, and like you would you would hit it and I would hit it and it would just be so wrong and so bad but we'd just like have a little bit of blue paint <laughs> on our faces. Look, if and, people from Life Teen oh, are listening gosh. and I know you are, yes, we would make hilarious Life Teen videos. For instance, gosh, the wine tasting one. Or yeah, the, the really blue- appealing to the teens, a wine tasting video. <laughs> yeah, it appeals to them. They all have experience yeah, the kids, wine You know what the kids love? You, you know, know what the, the kids, kids really love? Blue Man Group and wine. That's what the kids you know are really the kids, into right The kids now. are asking for these days? Decanters and tannins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I was taking a rip from my jewel the other day, and I thought to myself, <laughs> how can I make all this PVC pipe into one three-man instrument? How can I do that? Mom, oh man, you're so Mom, lucky! I refill on my jewel. You're so lucky! I learned what a jewel was yesterday. <laughs> uh, anyway, maintenance to mission. Short answer: No, I've never converted a diocese or parish to maintenance from maintenance to mission. But that Short sounds answer, like a... I've kind of done it. 
Oh, tell me more about it. I mean, St. Isidore's at K-State was kind of like a four-year process, and it wasn't just me. It was me and my friends, Tracy and Josh and Joe and Will and, you know, all all of the, everybody, right? All of the boys, all of the girls. I could go on a whole – it was 50 of us that throughout the years played different – 50 to 100 at least um, that played roles in setting the foundation for changing St. Isidore's into a place that – you know, eventually focus came to, and it just has become a super vibrant place, you know, now that I'm leaving um, or that I've left, I guess, but it's, it's completely transformed into a, a mission oriented place. I guess that and, would be step one would be have other people. Like you can't do it by right, yourself. Not do it by yourself. Nathaniel, I'm so sorry if you are by yourself. Um, being a youth minister could be a lonely gig, but you got to get some adult volunteers. You got to get some teens that are on board. You yeah. got to challenge them. You got to uh, give them a gospel presentation and show them what you're really about, what you're really doing. Um, and then if that goes for everybody. That goes for your adult volunteers. That goes for your teens. That goes for your the staff members that you're working with. Um, like if they don't know why you're doing what you're doing, then they're not going to be bought in. And yeah. so gathering people in has to start with the charisma. It has to start with, okay, like Jesus is offering us and everybody else in the world of eternal life. Are we going to like live that? Or are we just going to like put that in our back pockets and kind of sachet, you know, to heaven by ourselves. Um, and hopefully if you present it, not if you present it well, when you present it, the Holy spirit will work through you and things will start to happen. So I think it has to start there. Yeah, so having having people on board and so like maintenance meaning keeping the lights on, mission meaning going out and doing things. It's yeah. like the the fact that the word mission is in there means you need to have a mission statement and I would say that well, it needs to be the charisma, but it can't just be preaching the gospel. You know, it has right. to it has to That's be That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, no no, I I know I know what you're saying, but I just want to take it a step further. It's like yeah, yeah it has to like, build on it. Like just just start with that and like make sure that they love Jesus. All right. And then step two is like, all right, cool, we have all this like this potential energy of just holiness right now. Where are we gonna point this? And it's like you 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 got um youth group. All right, that's really that's that that narrows it down a little bit. That's more narrow than most parishes, right? They're like, We just wanna make sure people love Jesus. How do we do that? All right, you're you're specifically doing youth ministry. Um, I've told this story on the podcast before, um, a door worker, like a front office member, he used to do mission work in China and he found out that the kids like to go to the mall after school. And so he hated the mall, but he went to the mall and he would go to the mall and hang out with them and like get them to come to youth stuff. And it's like, he, he just, he knew where the kids were. And so he went to them. And so he had, he had this mission of like, okay, I'm here. I want to preach the gospel narrowed it down to, I want to preach the gospel to teens. All right. How am I going to get to the teens? And then he made, he took all of those, like those, um, ideas of like what I would like to do in theory and made them actualities. And so it, like, it would, it would be like, what, what's the next concrete step for your mission specifically? Is it, I'm going to go to high schools and like talk to their Christ on campus groups and like find Catholics around there and get them to come to stuff. Or are you going to like stand outside mass uh stand outside at tables after mass and like hand pamphlets out to parents like what's your what's your concrete step to get teens uh into the room so that you can move them from maintenance to mission right you know a good mission statement challenge the mind strengthen the heart build the future elementary school where I went through first through sixth grade that was the mission that I lived by every single day as I learned the basics of math reading social studies and uh, science science um, so I think if you take my elementary school um, mission and apply it to a church in Vancouver uh, British Columbia Canada you too can be um, the next missionary what was your elementary school's mascot the otters you too can be you can you can be an otter otter. there you go that's good boom um i pronounced the city right you did great i thought it was olathe for the longest time and i met someone i met someone from around that area and she laughed at me (laughs) that's funny hey you should bleep out the name of my elementary school i don't know why i said it but 
I I mean, yeah, sure. Where? Uh, how long ago did you say that? I don't know. A couple minutes. Um. But anyway, I don't have anything else to add. It's kind of hard. It's really a case by case basis. Like, where are you at in your ministry? What is the support that you currently have? Um. What does your pastor define as success in ministry? Like, those are all important things to know and make sure that you're aware as like a ministry person who's this is your job like what does success look like for you um and how are you going to be able to measure that because i know blah 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 it's not about numbers yada yada but you can spin your wheels a lot doing things that you think are important but other people don't think are important or you can be doing things that you don't think are important but that other people think are important and it can really be frustrating and so Mm -hmm. uh just make sure all of that is clearly communicated because it's it's really easy to be like, yeah, we're gonna be on mission, let's go. But if nobody's on the same page because nobody's talked to each other about what that actually means or looks like, um, then you're gonna be in a in a place of hurt. So that's my that's my big advice. Were you typing that whole time? No. Oh, because it sounded like something was typing. I was just talking. It was just yeah. my mouth. Okay. I don't have anything else. Cool. I think we should. I think we should move on to our big announcement. I think. I, I wonder if I should just put like an ad spot in our the center of the podcast. Our big. Uh, well, I mean, it's not like a big announcement. You know what's happening, but the people don't know what's happening. I'm still not entirely. I don't get the emails. So you do. do I talked to you about this. Okay, so the Catholic card game has recently relaunched. It's. Um, Kickstarter. It's Kickstarter, and it started on August first. It started August first, and you. It's been going for four days, and if you've missed, if you've been missing out, it's not too late. All right, it is it is not too late to go and if you if you support them and they meet their base goal, then nothing happens for us. But if we keep supporting them after they meet their base goal, then the crunch booster pack could exist. You will get special crunch cards like Our Lady of Flimbo Flambo. Other crunch inside jokes. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you <laughs> other various, the Our Lady of Flambo Flambo has to be in there. Matt, if you're listening, and I know you are, that has to be in there. That's the only thing. Uh, so yeah, if I if I didn't say anything, if I didn't put in an ad spot in the middle of the episode, you might already know this. I don't know. Whatever. We should record an ad spot. That'd be fun. We should record an ad spot, but it's too late. I might have to do it on my own tomorrow sometime. Uh, Wait, oh, no, okay. there is no time tomorrow. I have to edit this tonight. It's cool. I don't want to be involved. Wait a second. Hold on. It's Saturday and the, the show comes out. Yep. I have to edit this tonight. Yep. Welcome to my world. Oh, dang it. Oh my gosh. I hate this. All right, fine. We're, <laughs> we're closing it out. All the, all the stuff, all the crap you need to know about our social media is in the, in the description <laughs> below. I'm out of here. <laughs> it's 11 uh, 15 PM. You can find tired. us on Twitter at Propostle and at Catholic Pat. You can find us on Instagram at Ethan Stevie or at Patrick Nevy. I, I, I find us on Facebook. Uh, just search the crunch slash the crunch cast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter also. It's at the Crunchcast for our official Twitter handle. Patreon.com slash the country. We are revamping that to uh, get you guys some good rewards and types of things. Patrick's been working very hard while I've been at training and fundraising this whole month. Um, the last thing is just pray for me as I move to Tulsa in two days. Um, and pray for Patrick as he goes back to school and tries to figure out how to be a missionary at a Catholic campus. Um yeah i think that's i think that's everything thank you for listening thank you all for listening please pray for us we'll be praying for you and i'll see you later